Greetings Brewers, I'm your host Jay and you're tuned into 5 Minute Ferment. In this episode we're going to talk about carbonation, that delightful fizz that makes your beer experience all the more enjoyable. So grab a pen and paper and let's dive in. Carbonation might seem like a minor aspect of brewing, but it significantly impacts the mouthfeel, aroma release and even the perception of flavour in your beer. Carbonation is basically the process of dissolving carbon dioxide or CO2 into your beer. There are two main methods homebrewers use to carbonate their beer, bottle conditioning and forced carbonation. Each has its advantages and nuances, and we'll explore them both today. Let's start with bottle conditioning. This traditional method involves adding a small amount of priming sugar to your beer just before bottling. The remaining yeast in your beer ferments this sugar, producing CO2 that gets trapped in the sealed bottle, carbonating your beer. The amount of priming sugar you use depends on the beer style and your personal taste. More sugar will result in higher carbonation. Be careful though. Too much sugar can lead to overcarbonation or, in the worst case scenario, a bottle bomb. Always refer to a priming sugar calculator to get the right amount. Another handy option for bottle conditioning is the use of carbonation drops. These are pre-measured doses of sugar in a convenient solid form. Using carbonation drops eliminates the need for measuring and boiling sugar and ensures consistent carbonation bottle to bottle. To use them, all you need to do is drop one into each bottle before filling it with beer. The yeast will consume the sugar in the drop just like it would with priming sugar, producing CO2 and carbonating your beer. It's a straightforward and easy process, especially beneficial for those who are new to homebrewing or if you're looking to simplify the bottling process. Forced carbonation is often used by brewers who cake their beer. This method involves applying CO2 gas directly to your beer under pressure. The advantage here is precision. You can accurately control the level of carbonation just by adjusting the pressure and the temperature. Keep in mind that temperature plays a significant role in carbonation. Colder beer absorbs CO2 better. So, whether you're bottle conditioning or force carbonating, always make sure that your beer is chilled to the right temperature. Now, once you've capped your bottles with priming sugar or carbonation drops, patience comes into play. You need to let the yeast generate the carbon dioxide. You should typically wait at least two weeks before tasting a bottle. This period allows the yeast plenty of time to ferment the sugar and carbonate your beer. Bottles should be kept at a steady temperature during this period. After two weeks, chill a bottle, open it and taste. If the carbonation isn't right yet, give it another week and check again. The waiting game is part of the joy of homebrewing. Carbonation is more than just about fizz in your beer. It enhances the overall drinking experience by lifting aromas and balancing flavors. So take your time to get it right and you'll surely notice the difference in your brews. That wraps up our episode on carbonation. Stay tuned for our next episode where we will delve deeper into the art and science of brewing. Until then, this is Jay saying, happy brewing.